he's never seen me fight live. He, he his news in school on uh, Monday is going to be. I flew to Boston and watched my dad fight in the UFC. Are you going to split your bonus with him if you get it? No, definitely. But he says he's going to split. Um, he's signed up, isn't it? He's already. Yeah, Paul's really nice like that. You know, he doesn't need the money. In fair, he just jacked up him walking on. The chap's loud. dream is to be world champion, world lightweight champion in the UFC, have more money than I know what to do with, and have a great life for my, my kids, my grandkids, everyone in my, in my family, everyone that's, that's come up with me. That's my dream. Andrew McGahan for Severe MMA Extra edition of the podcast here, alongside Jude Samuel from Bama. Uh, Jude, thank you very much for the time. Although we're both sick, <laughs> and nine o'clock is very early in the morning, no, it's not. I have to admit... Um, I have wanted to talk to you for a while because I've heard stories throughout the years of this badass black belt in BJJ <laughs> who's also involved in Bama. Is this? Uh, can you confirm there is no other black belts working with Bama? Oh, definitely no other black belts working with Bama, mate. <laughs> and it's not early. Just, if you've got kids, mate, it's not early. This is like this is like afternoon. Your, you know? your second win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, mate. <laughs> so, so what everyone is everyone's on about Bama is coming to the three arena this, this September. Yeah. Um, what was the decision for Dublin in particular? Um, well, it, my CEO and MD and stuff like that, they kind of like, I think they, they went through the whole processes of, um, you know, uh, should we do it in Belfast or should we do it in Dublin and stuff like that. And it was that kind of like their decision to do it in um, in, in in Dublin. Um, I think there's there's, um, there's way more uh, facets that, um, and that were... Um, Basically, that that were part of the decision-making process, and uh, I think that's that's going to come out kind of later, later on in the year, closer to closer to the um, closer to the event. So, um, yeah, you know, there there is a possibility of doing another one in Belfast, etc. But um, for this one, you know, it, it had to be Dublin. You you can say Dublin is the hot spot. You know, it's close for everyone. If people from Cork can get to Dublin a lot easier than they can get to Belfast. Um, but one of the main things about it is that the Belfast, the Northern Irish MMA scene at the minute is thriving, and in my opinion, it's doing better than the South. They're bringing down some, they're putting on some really good cards, and uh, maybe lacking on the amateur side of fights, but there's a carnival feel towards MMA in Northern Ireland, and there's just it's a regular, regular thing that the events are very well attended. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and that hasn't, you know, that that was actually put into the um, the the pot. You know, that's one of the things that we actually spoke about. Um, but you know, that's not saying that we we ain't going to try to come to Belfast. You know, just that this time it's it's going to be Dublin. So yeah, you know, it's it's great actually that it's um it's thriving. You know, and th there was. When we did actually make the decision, you know, there, there's quite a few people that kind of were involved in the decision-making process, and you know, that's one of the kind of like big arguments. And so, you know, yeah, it, it just led us to believe that, yeah, you can't, you know, there is the opportunity to 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 go to Belfast and put on a show in Belfast as well. So, you know, let's see how this one goes first. Though. <laughs> that's what I was going to yeah. say. The three arena is obviously no mean, uh, no easy task yeah. in terms of setting up there getting everybody in there and then getting a good crowd there are Bama confident of drawing the numbers uh, mate I, t I tell you what we because um, obviously um, for the public and for you guys you've only seen um, I, don't, I don't know I think I think we've only released four fights yet all the others are done basically um, 
but it's going to be. There's a lot of Irish fighters posting pictures of a BAM about agreement. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not giving oh, us anything no. else. You guys. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, you know, there's yeah, there's there's a uh, yeah, it's it's going to be stacked. It's going to be absolutely packed. You know, um, it's going to be like a it's it's, it's going to be a mega show. The one thing that we really love when last year when we were doing um, we decided to try try some other you know avenues and stuff like that and try to do smaller venues etc but you know nothing beats an arena uh, event you know it, it was great like doing Bama 20 you know back at the arenas and stuff like that it was good it was just really really good being back at the um, Barclay Card Arena formerly the NIA and um, yeah no, nothing can nothing can uh, uh, is better than that it's it's just it's just brilliant, you know. You can you got the space to do what you want, you know. You got the facilities to do what you want. You don't have to worry about any bits and pieces and stuff like that. You don't have to squeeze anybody into like changing rooms the size of matchboxes. You know, the fires are happy, and you can organise things in a lot, you know, lot less less hassle free way. So, and arenas do give you that feel, you know. Like our last event, you know, especially the last two um, two fights, you know. Um, the, the, you know it was like it was like sitting in the football terraces you know you had um, you know Birmingham City fans chant, chanting for uh, Paul Taylor and stuff like that and then you had uh, um, Mark's fans you know chanting on the other side it was great it was just a brilliant 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 atmosphere you know so yeah you know we, we love the, the arena feel is good I definitely agree that a bigger venue and an arena feel is, is really good for atmosphere but let's say you're a fighter do you think it actually harms some pro fighters by taking fights maybe in hotel ballrooms or as we call them over here GAA halls or like <laughs> tiny little tiny little venues because if you're let's say I'm Johnny Nobody and I go on to YouTube and I want to look up a fighter's highlight reel video I'm going to be more impressed if I see him putting guys away in a big stadium-esque venue than on a in an arena where it's blacked out and you can still see the pictures that are on the walls from when the wedding's going to be in there next weekend. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's horses for horses. As, you know, um, this, this is where I take off my BAM hat because as a, as a coach, um, you have to, you know, as a, you know, if you've got a fighter, you know, the fighter has to basically, it's not about really um, about where you fight sometimes, it's about who you fight. And you know, if the person that you've been matched against um, actually helps you to progress, you know, it doesn't really matter where you fight them, you know. So it doesn't matter if it's in a school hall or whether it's in an arena, you know. The whole point is that the person that you're going to be matched against is going to be hopefully help you improve as a fighter, improve as an individual, you know. So it doesn't really matter where you fight them. Um, and that's one of the things I think that um, MMA in in some, you know some gyms some circumstances have kind of come away across you know a lot of guys want to protect their their unbeaten records and stuff like that um but you know you're not going to improve as individuals you know you hope the whole reason you know if you go back to the philosophy of martial arts in itself the whole reason why we do this stuff is actually for self-growth and you know the whole point is actually that you try to be the best that you possibly can be win or lose so you know it doesn't matter who you fight you know, it doesn't matter where you fight. Sorry, it doesn't matter where you fight them. You know, it's as long as that you're trying to improve as an individual fighting the next best person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's an arena or a school, it doesn't really matter. You know. It's been great to see Bama come back into prominence now in the last twelve months, um, especially if you go back even to the the very first time I ever heard about Bama was one of my friends ringing me up saying, 
you have to come watch this. And I was only living around the corner from him. What is it? I go in there, it's Gunnar Nelson fighting on one of the early bands. All right, yeah. And I can't tell you what channel it was on Sky. The same way we used to talk about how the UFC used to be on Bravo mm. uh, all them years ago. I, I actually think it may have been Bravo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably it was Bravo, yeah. But um, And I remember yeah. my friend pointed, at, pointed it out to me and I won't let him. He never lets me live this down because he's not as much into the sport anymore. He's like... That guy is going to be fucking unbelievable. And I, I, every time we talk, I have to listen to how he was the one that told me about Gunnar Nelson. <laughs> Going forward, looking at this card that we have matched, are there any guys that you feel in three or four years, five or six years, someone's going to turn around to you and say, that is my Gunnar Nelson. The fight at the three arena, the fighter at the three arena, he was my Gunnar Nelson. Um... um... The, 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 Tom, Tom, and Br- Tom and Brendan. If you take it from the top of the card, you know you got like uh, uh, Tom Duncanway and, and Brendan Lockman. You know they they are both guys. In my opinion, will be in <sighs> mate. That's massive, massive stars. They are going to be massive stars. They're going to be really, really massive stars. You know, I mean, um, this is kind of like a win-win fight for for either of them. You know, because um, you know where where they're gone from here, win win or lose, you know, is only going to be up anyway because. They're, they're not too many people that can really challenge either of those two guys, you know, at that way. Um, you know, Gunny is, a, is a, just a, a freak. <laughs> it's a, it's a, and you only get one of those ever so often. You know, they, he's just a phenomenal athlete and stuff like that, you know. But, um, but yeah, you know, you've, you've got... Oh, mate, there's guys I want to mention on this card that haven't been released yet. <laughs> well, I, I will I throw say. out a few that I've heard. <laughs> Dylan Took, uh, James Gallagher, Sean Tobin, <laughs> and maybe Dylan Logan, I think are all guys that have been either talking about Bama or in and around it. What I will just ask you, if you can talk a little bit about it, is is the priority going to be matching... Or will, not priority at all, but are Irish guys going to be matched with Irish guys, or will there be a variety? Will there be guys flown in? Is it just whoever suits the best style of matchup for whoever's on offer? Um, well, current, yeah, currently we've got like a, we've got, you know, we've got a, a good mix, you know, a good mix of um, Irish versus international, Irish versus Irish, etc. Um, so yeah, you know, there's um, yeah, there's a there's a nice there's a nice mix. There's some nice little surprises in there as well. Um, so yeah, it's 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 balanced, man. You know, there's 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 enough there's enough for the Irish to be patriotic. You know what I mean? As well as you know, supporting supporting your local gym or your lo- local town as well. Um, so yeah, it's 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 well well balanced, man. Very well. Um, we're we're running up to fifteen minutes here, so we're just going to wrap it up with a couple of quick things. And um, one of the most talked about things in UK MMA and Irish MMA mm. is the age old thing of ticket sellers and getting the guy on your card that's going to fight to lose just to get 100 tickets into the, your UK MMA show or whatever. Mm. Over here in Ireland due to having no real independent fighters that will travel the length and breadth of the country to take a loss or to fight on mm. short notice sort of thing. We have never really experienced stuff like that but we have got high volume um, ticket sellers. Yeah. Guys like in Dublin for example like Chris Fields who you have already yeah. uh, Philip Mulpeter. If you go further north you've got Damien Rooney or Alan Philpott, those people bring absolutely huge, huge, huge crowds. Yeah. Is there going to be, uh, like you have a few of those guys on it already, uh, Fields and Philpott from what we know yeah. of. Is, is there a, a stress on the ticket sellers because you need to, like, you need to get them in and then maybe 
the the follow on effect from that is oh there's a fight in the three arena will we go to it as well well it, you know at the end at the end of the day it's all about um, economics and business um, and one of uh, one of the things that you know um, I, I suppose that MMA gets and promote MMA promoters get a bit um, uh, trashed about is like oh man duh, 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 you know why why are you getting these guys in for ticket sellers well, at the end of the day you know the 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 promotion has, needs to make money no we're not in no one you know no one has the the unlimited funds of the UFC currently, you know. So promotions have to survive, you know. And promotions have to turn over a profit, and you know it doesn't mean bringing in guys that what do you call it, are the ticket sellers but lose, you know. But it bring means you know fighters themselves in order to be marketable and actually you know get themselves to be valued, you know. They have to be able to sell tickets as well. They have to have a fan base because it's no use like we're filling out the three arena with four thousand people and the guy comes up and fight and didn't sell one ticket and no one's cheering for him. You know, it'd be kind of nice at least if thirty people cheering for him. Thirty, then you know another thirty see. Oh yeah, he's got a big fan base to start to cheer him as well because when next time he goes out and fight, those thirty will turn into sixty. You know, so it works. Yeah. It works that way. You know, so fighters have to understand. They need to build a fan base, and part from you know ha part of having that fan base is being able to be able to sell tickets to your fans yourself. You know, so it's um it's just it's just simple. You know, if if you're selling uh, you know 150 200 tickets for yourself as a fire, it's it's also money in your back pocket as well. So you know why turn turn the money away? You know, it's going to help serve you as well. So don't just come and think that actually you know you are just going to just come on the stage and just fight and then that's it and just walk away and think somebody would like you you know it's not, it doesn't work that way you know the majority of the guys that especially from the UK that have gotten into the UFC they all have fan bases especially from Bama you know Jimmy Manua Tom Watson Leon Edwards you know they all had fan bases and they're all sellers for Bama as well you know and being very very talented as well so yeah you know that's, that's how it works that's definitely how it works just talk about that there because it's something that we discussed on the podcast yesterday about how for a couple of years UK MMA in terms of UFC fighters weren't really captivating the fans uh, getting people on board or putting in dominant displays that people think oh this guy's for real then we had Arnold Allen at the weekend with a mm -hmm. good performance and a lot of people are saying he's going to go on to big things you saw how it happened with Irish MMA that we had the expl the Conor McGregor explosion and then yeah. more guys coming in right behind yeah. him. Do you think there's a resurgence in UK MMA that's going to happen in the next couple of months? Um, I think o on the UFC on level. on the UFC I level. Um, I I'm not too sure. It, it also it also depends on how many uh, events that the UFC are going to be holding and how much they they're short. They're going to be short of fighters as well for those events because that's how it works you know um if they if guys aren't falling out falling over with injuries and stuff like that and there are gaps to be filled yeah then what do you call it there's going to be a push to get guys to fill places however you know if guys are injury free and stuff and you know because they've got a very big roster the guys are injury free then those spots aren't going to happen you know because there's a I mean, quite a few guys recently that's that has you know been taken onto those shows you know, because you know their opponents have been injured and stuff like that. So there's there's always there's always that opportunity. You know, I mean, I think one of the things that we we discussed um, uh, with Safe MMA and stuff like that as well, and with the UKMF, um, has been the fact of, and I think the UFC addressed it recently as well. Has been the fact of fighters getting injured and how it affects promotions, how it affects cards. Um, you know, I think this week is a good enough example of that for the UFC. Yeah, you know. 
but um, you know, apparently he's just got he's just got um, it's just a bruise. Yeah, as of now, the fight's on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Thank God for that, man. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's one of the things that you know I think has been in discussion for for quite a while amongst promotions and stuff like that because it deeply affects promotions, you know. Um, and sometimes it's like it's it's very hard. You get guys who who train really hard. Um, their opponent gets injured is you know viable viable opponent you know gets injured and then because as a promotion you know you you know you try to do the best for the fighter you, you got to get in somebody and that part of the guy that they were going to fight before you know so it's you know for for the fighter you know does it affect sometimes it does affect their their standing their record their ranking and stuff like that and sometimes it's probably not better for them to fight they're probably better for them to just wait further down the line so all those things need to be you know weighed up you know it's the the expense of bringing the bringing in the replacement as well you know to the promotion you know it, it's, it's cost a lot because you know they're getting nothing back from it apart from you know helping just doing the right thing and helping out a fighter so you know how gyms prepare and how fights prepare and what they do to the the couple of weeks up until the fight needs to be totally looked at. You know, the last Bama we had twelve pullouts, twelve pullouts, and it was just it was just a nightmare. It was just a real nightmare, you know. And if it wasn't for this, you know the guys at Safe MMA and stuff like that, and a few of the other uh, people around that really helped out, you know, it was like I would have had to pull a couple of fights, you know, on that day. So yeah, <laughs> it was just crazy doing bloods on on the Friday and, and medicals on a Friday and stuff like that, and seeing bloods on Saturday. It was, just, it was just crazy, but we managed to pull it off because we had the manpower to do it, and you know we had the help to do it as well. But not every promotion can can actually do that. Can do yeah, that. yeah. I'd say regardless if something like that happens in Dublin, you're gonna have a queue of Irish amateur and pro fighters standing outside <laughs> the door, the three arena, just kind of looking, hopefully being like, is there any? Do you need anything? You know, any chance? Uh, one thing, and we're gonna let uh, let you go. I'm not too sure whose job it was in terms of. Obviously, it was the upper echelons of Bama in terms of booking the day. But I don't know if you know this. Over here in Ireland, we are we have a massive sport. It's called G. I know, I know, yeah, I yeah. know, I know, I know, I know. Who I, got fired for that? I know, <laughs> I know, I know. For those of you that don't know, uh, Bama <laughs> is on the same day as the All Ireland Go yeah. Park. Oh, no. And potentially, if we get that far, the Rugby World Cup semi-finals yeah, yeah, for Ireland. And yeah. Ireland against England, I believe, is the dream matchup for that. But are Bama still confident that GA fans and mixed martial arts fans don't have a direct correlation that would affect ticket sales? Because you could, like, the All Ireland final sells out. A very few of the tickets, like, would go to your average Joe Punter sort of thing. It's all done through GA clubs and the county, the counties. That are in the final. See, you lot got your ticket sellers as well, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, number number eleven on the Dublin team. He sells about five hundred himself. Um, oh mate, it's no, it, it should be, it, it, it should, it should be fine, mate. It should be okay. You know, man, it's totally, it'll totally be be fine. You know, I'll be, I'll be tuning in as well, actually. <laughs> there you go. Be, uh, um, my, you're, you're lucky to have to <laughs> Friends in Monkstown, BJJ Black Belt. Is it Dar O'Connell and East Coast Jiu Jitsu Academy? Uh, no, 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 no. 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 Oh, never mind. <laughs> no. Sorry, I, thought, I thought we were vibing on something there. I thought we were going for a Jiu Jitsu related team there. But no, sorry. I've known basically. Um, yeah, for no, for years I've I've been in and out of Dublin. I've got friends down there and stuff like that in Monkstown, etc. I've known John Cavanagh for a long, 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 long time as well. 
you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goes way so back. Before we go, I read something about you today. Um, do you own one of the longest BJJ gyms in London? Own? No. Or are you a part of one of the longest running BJJ gyms in London? Um, well, yeah, it was. What happened was uh, basically um, uh, when uh, Mauricio, because um, I got my black belt from uh, Roger Grace's father, Mauricio Gomez, and uh, when Mauricio used to teach in, teach in Birmingham, um, we used to travel from London to Birmingham to train with him. And then there's actually um, uh, John Donnelly, um, who you may or may not have heard of, but it's... Blast from the past. There, there you go, okay? So, yeah, <laughs> so he's from Dublin. So, um, he, uh, yeah, so he, you know, he made an offer to Mauricio to basically come to London and stuff like that. So, John <coughs> and... Um, and so then we started up a... Uh, Grace Bar UK uh, in London and that's kind of like you know since Marissa has been teaching down there and stuff like that and Philippe Souza came over I used to run a few of the classes myself and John and then Stephen and, and then uh, Roger came over on a permanent basis and then Steve helped Roger set up the gym in London and stuff like that so yeah so we used to be just teaching and stuff like that and I think it's in 2009 that I decided to kind of like have a bit of a break away from jiu-jitsu for a bit you know after all those years being involved in the sport and um just yeah just kind of like yeah just left 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 the academy so to say and um yeah and then um then i started off my own thing at the end of 2009 i fought mma and then started off my own thing legacy bjj and um yeah and now we we're in a uh, king's cross central london and um yeah urban's king's gym and so yeah, it's it's going really really well. We've been there for the last what three and a half years now, um, the, and the owner is actually the owner of uh, Urban King's Gym is actually the owner of Glory Kickboxing, yeah, yeah, as well. So yeah, so it's good, man. It, it ties in, it just everything just ties in really really well. You know, the conversations are really great, as you can understand. You know, <laughs> you know head of Bama Talent and the owner of Glory. Um, but um, but yeah, it's 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 good. It's good, man. This is packed every night. Just 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 sickly packed. You know, so that's that's well. Regular people probably tuned out uh, two minutes ago, but as a jujitsu guy, there was just some bit of the history that I wanted to find out about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so excuse me and sorry to anyone that is still listening to boring jujitsu talk. Jude, thank you very much. That's cool, my brother. To get you on, um, just before uh, the event, we'll talk about the fight card when it gets fully announced. Um, and thank you very much for your time. Yeah, that's cool, man. It'd be a very different conversation, and I'll probably full, be full of tears. Going, this guy pulled out. <laughs> but you're right, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, my brother. <laughs>